When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a strong affinity, actually, with this text that was sent through. Is there any danger of the AFL or footy media outlets running a genuine campaign in the US that simply rebuts the NRL's claim and points to the Guide to Australian Football video on YouTube? It genuinely is frustrating that Americans, A, think rugby is Australian football, and B, have absolutely no idea that Aussie rules even exists. It's 2024. We have the best sport in the world. Let's bloody well show it to them. <laughs> That's a very good text. Uh, 846. Just ping through your name. I want to give you credit there. So I came over in October uh, two years ago and did two weeks on the NFL circuit through a lot of the media setups and went through. We started in Cincinnati and went to Tampa Bay just after the, the cyclone had blown through there. Uh, to San Francisco, to Monday Night Football, to L.A. and to Kansas City and um, made great connections with varying broadcast centres. But they all started with the rugby. And again, I don't know, Australian rules football, which they do have name recognition for, but it, it's, not the, it's not the instantly thought of code. And that's a pity that I could see it being worthwhile to put some resourcing into that. But what I will say of the NRL is decisions are made by those that show up and they're about to show up, and I think they'll be successful. I think there'll be a legacy piece to staging games here. Uh, I won't get into the the cross-code fun and games that exist. Uh, I'm, I'm deferring to Vossi when we cross the divide. I think this is a great idea by the NRL. I think they'll get a huge dividend for it over the years to come, and it will clearly bed down further the idea that when you think of Australian football in the U.S., the touch point is is rugby. So I think this is fertile ground for them and good on them for being the ones to get over here and mine it. Decisions are made by those that show up, and the NRL is showing up. Stacks of messages around the who and the why. Why you barrack for a certain NFL team? You want to join that conversation? I've got just the guy with me. So oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen forty wings temper text temper a mattress like no other. Better still, you can call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, Schmick sent that through. Good on you, Schmick. Good stuff. Ben Graham, welcome to Super Bowl fifty eight. Oh, hang on. Sorry. My fault. G'day, Jared. How are you? Welcome to Radio Row. This is where you do your best work. But just talking about what you were touching on about the football versus rugby conversation, it brings me back to when I first moved to America and they all thought that I played rugby and it really did take some explaining that I played Australian rules football and you give them the DVD and they went, wow, you guys don't wear pads? So it is... There is... Uh, the only people, though, that did recognise Aussie rules were those that watched ESPN late at night yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s when they did show the replays. But other than that, it's really been Mason Cox and Pat McAfee sparingly. So there's an opportunity to control it like the NRL are doing. I think Cox is such a significant figure in the long term. He's an acolyte for the code now. Uh, so... He was in L.A. We crossed over in December, 
and the LA Kings uh, wrote a piece about him. They had him there for the night and wrote a piece about him and touched base with me to give an Australian perspective on what it was. So wherever he goes, he takes the game with him. And I think it's not only worthwhile, but it's necessary. Mm. Well, I absolutely agree. And I know there's been talk about playing some games over there and, and a lot of teams go over for training camps and, and create relationships but I think yes a lot of work needs to be done and I probably should have and could have back in the day when I first made the transition the only real thing I did was the Jets did a deal with Geelong Football Club where we exchanged some jerseys and jumpers so there was Jets jerseys <laughs> at Cadenia Park and a whole heap of Geelong Football Club jumpers at Meadowlands who did you barrack for a team before you came over here? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I watched the Super Bowl. So the Don Lane, I was very young then, so there was a, that particularly around Super Bowl. But my brother and I came over after I won a long, long kick competition in 92, and we just started buying mini helmets. It wasn't really a team. It was just understanding the league itself. So, no, I, I didn't. So, of course, playing for the Jets... Well, I played for four teams, but the Jets being the first team, um, I've got a great connection with, with New York. Yeah. So I, so my U.S. sport experience is totally the opposite to my Australian sporting experience. So uh, my, I'm wedded to my teams in Australia, and I'm transient with my teams in the U.S. I, <laughs> so I, I find myself, my son will be like this, I can, and without any of my influence, is we barrack for the players uh, and the players will take you to a team. So we've barracked for Brady, Patriots, and we had no trouble going to the Bucks. Now we barrack for Mahomes. In fact, the two teams we like most are the Chiefs and the 49ers. So this is the perfect Super Bowl for us. But isn't it amazing, though? There are so many NFL fans in Australia with a story about who they barrack for, and they are thick and thin. I've got a mate um, who's a Buffalo Bills fan. And he's lived through the 90s. And he was one phone call away from booking his ticket to the Super Bowl if the Bills had have made it. Um, But he was in tears when they lost um, a couple of weeks ago. So it is, for a sport so far away, everyone does follow a team for any different reason. They might have been a city that they've visited. It might have been a player that they fell in love with. Um, But... I, I'm a little bit like you. I mean, I played for four teams, so I'll be, align myself with either one of those where it's successful. But you talk like you run a fantasy football where you follow the players, yeah. and that's what fantasy is. That's a great way. If you're not following a team, you end up watching all the games because of the players that you draft in your team. Here's a few messages that we've got, and you're welcome to join in. Long-time fan, still got my 49ers helmet purchased back in 1981. Helmet still fits. We'll be wearing it on Monday. Go, go, go. That's from Stuntman. Oh, Stuntman, you better send us a selfie on Monday in your 49ers helmet while they're playing. Uh, Let me just not muck this up here. Essendon supporters would go for the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins haven't won a postseason game in 23 years. Bombers 20 years. Nice fit, Rowdy. That's just mean, Rowdy. I go for the Arizona Cardinals because I go for the Swans. Both teams were there from the start. Both relocated. Both red and white and both birds. Been trying for years, Jared, to get St Kilda Football Club Saints on board. The cross-pollination is a no-brainer. New Orleans Saints. 
I'd love St Kilda to have an actual association, but in the meantime, get on board Saints fans. That's Ian in Southbank. Cleveland Browns due to draft day. What a movie. <laughs> Beeper yep. from Craigie Byrne. I chose to support uh, the Green Bay Packers for their green and yellow colours being Aussie. Well, do you know, Jared? there are a lot of Geelong supporters that followed the Green Bay Packers because they were the only franchise in America that was owned by the people yes, of Green yes. Bay. Uh, I decided to follow the best athlete in the NFL. That's DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks. Go Hawks. Uh, Morn, mate. I'm a Cats fan and I follow Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the hoops like the Cats. Bang, bang, Steeler gang. <laughs> well, <laughs> Matthew, big fella. Matthew Scarlett's a massive Steelers fan. There might be something in that. I follow Green Bay Packers' first reason. If they are, is they are not in private ownership, then the history of Vince Lombardi, then two outstanding quarterbacks, Favre and Rogers. That's from Emmanuel in St Kilda. Uh, my brother and I are mad Glenelg supporters, and we chose Pittsburgh back in the 80s due to being black and gold. That's Ben from Adelaide. NFL having fantasy football is a huge promoter of the game. You find yourself invested and watching the games and the highlights. So many of us now watch Monday mornings religiously as we start our working week. I'm a huge 49ers fans, a fan and love the GOAT Mahomes. I can't lose. Um, and we've had, uh, I've saved these for a little later in the week. Um, the 49ers fans who are coming over here, uh, who fulfilling the lifelong ambition of attending the Super Bowl and, and cheering on their teams. At the stadium last night, so there was 24,000 there, there would have been 21,000 San Francisco fans, and proximity clearly plays a role in that. They made the choice to boo the Chiefs ferociously whenever Travis Kelsey tried to speak, whenever Patrick Mahomes tried to speak. It was an interesting choice to make. I reckon oh, that we had a correspondent before said so that was just a ridiculous decision by a fan base. Uh, I have a slight leaning towards that. Well, and it was similar to Jared, wasn't it, in the stadium before the Super Bowl with the Eagles and the Chiefs? There was a big Eagles presence, uh, smaller Chiefs fan base. Uh, if that's what it was like last night, we know the 49ers do have a big fan base. We do know they travel well, and we talk about the success they had in the 80s and 90s. There are a lot of Australians that started following NFL. I mean, my first piece of NFL merchandise was a 49ers polo with their Super Bowl years yeah. underneath it. Um, but that's interesting. That So that's, uh, that's almost 7 out of 10, 70% of the crowd were not only owned by the 49ers, but they were so far and away more vocal than yes, the Chiefs fans. Yeah. So uh, clearly, got, that, that sums up, though, what I feel like when we found out the Chiefs were playing the 49ers, that there was sort of a collective sigh or a groan, and it was more about the Chiefs than the 49ers. Um, I'm not sure why, and it's it could be the Taylor Swift effect. It could be that they want to see another team in the AFC, like a Ravens, um, or they love the Bengals uh, when they made the Super Bowl two years ago that it was here we go again with the Chiefs. But, I mean, we, we spoke about how good Patrick Mahomes is, and if there's a quarterback yeah. you want the ball in their hand in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl, it's Patrick Mahomes. Don't tire of greatness. It's, it's like people who got bored in the Tiger Woods era and the Roger Federer era. Come on. It's, What's no. interesting, though, is tall poppy syndrome doesn't exist in America. <laughs> you get your 15 minutes of fame, they put you on a pedestal, 
Patrick Mahomes is in elite company already. To be that age and to have those accolades already, they need to keep putting him on that pedestal because we are witnessing greatness. But the 49ers fans will try and bring him down. And I guess opening night on a Monday, six days before the Super Bowl, this is why it's such a great lead-up. And, it, and it's two weeks. You need the two weeks. T- tell me, so you've had a little go at what, what is this the matchup, the equivalent of, in your eyes? The Chiefs and the 49ers, if you were to put it in AFL terms, what do you reckon? Well, I heard you talking about it before, and it did get me thinking. And the 49ers were, had a successful era you know, a, a while ago, and they're a powerhouse club franchise. Uh, and now they're back in the window. And I would say that's like Collingwood. But they need to win on Sunday like Collingwood did last year. And the, the Chiefs, you're sort of the last AFL team to have a little mini dynasty, something what the Chiefs are about to embark on or in the middle of was Richmond. And there are a lot of people, a lot of AFL fans that don't like Collingwood or Richmond, <laughs> like the 49ers and the Chiefs <laughs> for whatever reason. So I'd say it's similar to a Collingwood-Richmond grand final. There's some, actually, there's some great stuff here. I follow all the Boston teams due to cheers. Good on you, Paul, from Packenham. Great. Turned the TV on when I was 15 and saw the Seahawks win a cracking game. Been with the Seahawks ever since. Love watching the NFL. That's from Ethan. Uh, Andrew from Seabrook. I'm a Detroit fan because back in the day, I chose the worst team on the Madden PlayStation game and took them to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I love that. Bill's fan here. Mate's father went to the U.S. in early 80s, brought back an American football, and we used to play scratch matches. Get up at 4 a.m. on summer holidays to watch playoffs, chose the Bills. Didn't cry when we lost a couple of weeks ago, but was very flat for a week. And on they go. Shannon Gill's going to come into the studio tomorrow at 11 and just reflect on the different ways that we've watched the Super Bowls through the years, from Don Lane through to now. So thinking caps on and if you'd like to share stories on that front waitly at sen.com.au and um, we'll save those texts till tomorrow but we'll workshop how we've watched it throughout the years here so run your eye over this for me benny todd has had a go right so he's linked all teams i don't think you'll go for the first one adelaide and the new york jets Mm -hmm. brisbane and the miami dolphins Carlton and the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Collingwood and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like that. Yeah. Essendon and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, at least the Collingwood can win a playoff game. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fremantle and the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Geelong and the New England Patriots. Okay. Gold Coast and Tampa Bay. GWS, the Ooh, LA Chargers. Don't like that one. You're not having Tampa Bay and Gold Coast. No. Uh, GWS and the LA Chargers. Hawthorne and the Atlanta Falcons, Melbourne and the Green Bay Packers, North Melbourne and the Indianapolis Colts, Port Adelaide and the New York Giants, Richmond and the Philadelphia Eagles, St Kilda and the Detroit Lions, Sydney and the LA Rams, West Coast, the New Orleans Saints, and the Western Bulldogs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Todd, you put a lot of work into That's that. That's great. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to be able to read those out. I'd love to do the the cultural city study and marry it up so it's much more work than probably we've got time for but um, that, that's what would interest me is what's the core of a town as it relates to what the essence of our footy clubs are. And you've got to remember there's 14 more NFL teams than there are AFL teams so but that's, that's 
great work. I, I, I love that. And it's probably something for those that are listening that really are thinking about following an NFL team, that they, they can't get away from it now. They've crossed that threshold of everyone else is talking about it. Their mates are in a fantasy league. They've got a... They, TV, radio, we're talking about NFL. If you haven't got a team, well, then hit me up and we'll help you get one. <laughs> It'll take three minutes of your time and we'll get you a team. one three hundred seven three six seven three six and the 40 Winks temper text, 0433981116. Temper a mattress like no other. Ben Graham's arrived in town. I might ask Benny whether he has any experiences here in Vegas. Oh, I feel like a seasoned pro. I've been here four or five days. Got the run of the town. Melbourne's weather, mostly sunny at top of 22. This summer, be prepared for extreme weather and sign up for the SMS outage alerts at unitedenergy.com.au slash notify. First, I'd say as a, um, parents of 22-year-old twin girls, um, and my, my daughters and all of our family are Swifties for going back to where we met her, I think, back in New Orleans in 2009. Um, again, she's an extraordinary performer. But our girls love Taylor Swift, but they also love football. They know an awful lot about football. So I think this is just about welcoming people into the game. It's giving people a different perspective of the game. It's giving them an opportunity to say, wow, that's exciting. And I see it. I see it with others. I see it with their friends. I see it with others around. We hear the stories. We see the data. People are talking about the game that weren't talking about the game yesterday. And whatever that reason is, I'm, I'm good with it. As long as they get exposure to our game. And Taylor is obviously a dynamo. Everything she touches, there are people following. And so we're, we count ourselves fortunate and we welcome it. Roger Goodell, the commissioner, at his annual press conference yesterday, uh, the Taylor Swift effect. Uh, and what he talks about there, we're just a small microcosm of that at home, is uh, my girls have never shown any interest in sitting with me watching American football. But when the Chiefs have played this season, the 16-year-old in particular, she's there. She wants to know about it. She wants to see Taylor Swift. America has tied itself in knots over this, and frankly, it has been ridiculous but her presence is nothing but positive. Well, here, here in my family as well, but Roger Goodell's got half a billion reasons to be pleased yeah. that Taylor Swift is, is on board. Uh, but you have to embrace it. I know there are people that don't want to hear about it, don't want to see the crosses to her in the stands, but you have to embrace it because it's good for the game. All that happens at Super Bowl is the star power gets shown between the football, and then this has got star power beyond any other. Uh, now, we have callers for you, Ben. How to choose a team, how you've chosen a team. Dean's in Coburg. Dean, welcome aboard. Oh, hi, Jared. Hi, Ben. Uh, love, Great love to the have show, you, guys. Um, I actually have been following my team before my favourite team, which is the Blues. I chose the uh, Washington Redskins at the time, who are now the Commanders. Uh, 34 years ago, I migrated to Australia and in November of 86, and I saw the Super Bowl. Doug Williams was the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. So I chose the Redskins, and we've been through thick and thin, and I've stuck with them even through the name change. And I've actually got a Severio Rocker ticket top that I wear to the Mark Preston <laughs> market in the hope that he'll sign it. <laughs> That's so good, Dean. Well, Dean's got a team, the Washington Commanders. They were very successful 
in that era. Uh, and look, they're going through a rebuilding phase now, but I'd say stick with them. There's nothing better than when a team comes good. You can say you're with them from the start. So good on you, Dean. Pete's in North Baldwin. Welcome to you, Pete. Pete, just uh, flick the radio off for us. We'll come back to you. Let's go to Michael in Caroline Springs. Hey, Michael. Okay, Jared. Um, I actually am a Seattle fan these days, but um, because a friend of mine, daughter was a friend of Russell, the great Russell, quarterback. Um, and um, Russell Wilson. I, I did see I, Russell Wilson. I did go to New York and and I went to a game and I was sitting next to two New York firefighters who actually had their white Dets helmets. And I said, what's an Australian doing in an NFL game? I said, I came to support the Australian. I said, who? And I said, him, the guy who's out tossing the coin. It was the team, the special teams captain, Ben Graham. And I said, is he Australian? I said, yeah. I said, oh, well, we should pay a bit more attention to him then. <laughs> well, that's a good reason to change a team <laughs> when you're in the stadium following a fellow Australian. It's, and, and this is the, and there are a lot of, young men in college these days, but with more and more players in the NFL, that's a great reason to follow an NFL team because you're following someone you can relate to and their journey. So, well, thanks that you're a Jets fan. Now let's hope that they're going to have a better year next year if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy. I find it fascinating. Anyone who's chosen to barrack for the Jets post your time there. So I think Patrick Dangerfield's in this category. And go, Pat, it's all your own fault. If you chose the Jets, you signed up for it. I got no sympathy for it. Well, he, he was at a tailgate last year and sent me a photo of a Jets fan wearing my old jersey from 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's text through, I was a big New York, uh, New England fan. Once Brady left, I realised I was just a Brady fan and followed him to Tampa Bay. I've got great affinity with this. Now that he's retired, I don't really know who to follow as no team is drawing me in. Any ideas? Well, what's your favourite... Well, she's not on the line, is she? So, no, she text. Favourite city in America with your favourite colour and we will come up with a team. But I would say go back to the Patriots because that was an era where you had a lot of success thanks to Tom Brady. But now how about support the team now that Tom Brady's not there? While they're struggling a little bit, they're going through a transition period. Again, nice to be back with them while they're going through this. So when they are good again... You've been on them the whole time. Yeah, I'd go the other way on that. Is they're never going to be the Cinderella story. If they return to success, people are going to resent it. You go, oh, didn't you blokes have enough along the way? Isn't there going to be no way? There's going to be no glow associated with that. But it's a team sport. And no, Boston I, is I, a great I, city. Well, so Boston next time they city. go to Boston, they can go down to Foxborough and they can watch the Patriots nah, play. It's an individual sport, <laughs> I reckon. Uh, Nate in Brisbane. Ha, this is great. Was driving around thinking, who would I support if I aligned it to my own team? Miami came to mind. So this theory works pretty well, I reckon. Also thought Detroit Lions just because they're the Lions. Well, if there is a team that you do want to support, it would be the Detroit Lions. Right now, I know that there were question marks over Dan Campbell's coaching in that NFC Championship game, but they have had a decades of poor performances and they are a young and up-and-coming team. So if you are looking... and People can criticise people that just jump on the bandwagon when a team is good, 
But given what Detroit's been through, they're going to go through a little successful era here. And it's great for the city, great for their fans. Jump on board the Detroit Lions. So I like your idea is choose the city that you'd most like to go to. And then it becomes something that it'll draw you there. You'll go and see the team in the city. So if, you, if there's a city in the US that you've always fancied travelling to, that would be my recommendation. Pick that team, develop the affection for them, and then you'll get to the point going, right, when I travel, I'm going to factor in a game in that city to see them live. In their stadium. Yeah. Because it's the whole experience. It's the tailgate. It's, the, the, it's such a different experience watching your team in the NFL in your home stadium as opposed to an away stadium. Now, I know we're going to get a neutral crowd or 49ers pro crowd for a, a Super Bowl, but it is a stark difference. But that is one of the reasons. Because the other one is if you've travelled to the States before and you have had a good experience in a city that really never fell in love with the sport, well, you fell in love with the city. Yeah. So follow yep. their sports teams. So, so we started in Cincinnati, so the Royal Wing. We started in Cincinnati, and it was white, it was white Tiger Night um, for the Bengals. And so everyone wore their white jersey, which, which is an interesting little case study. So not only do they have their regular jersey, they have their white jersey, and the stadium looks looked incredible. Remember it, yep. Totally decked out in white. Then went to Tampa Bay, where the um, the show is built up around the Pirates of the Caribbean. They've taken the theme on, superimposed the players into it, and there's a ship in the stadium that appealed to me. I thought that was just fantastic. The 49ers state new stadium is so interesting because it's out in Santa Clara, which is controversial because it, it, it would be like Collingwood playing at Kidinia Park. Uh, it's asking a lot where it used to be at Candlestick Park. Levi Stadium's wide open. It is actually like the old VFL Park. It is out in the elements and totally exposed. And then went to LA. SoFi is utterly brilliant. LA, SoFi has that, does it belong, so they call it Rams House, but the Chargers play there as well. So it's got a little bit of the old Waverley about it. Who does it really belong to? Don't ever compare an NFL stadium to Waverley. And then... (laughs) um, Kansas City, the the tailgating at Kansas City, so the stadium, and then there's this massive lot around it, including the baseball stadium, and the the smell of the food was just magnificent. So and th- that had a really clear character about it. And then afterwards, because it's a nightmare to get out, no one was in any hurry to get out. They they go and tailgate all over again and cook up their they're cooking up their their snags and the like. They only get eight home games a year, and they do it really well. My first game was at Arrowhead Stadium. We saw the tailgate driving in, see the tailgate driving out. Amazing. Loud. Next to Seattle, it's the loudest crowd uh, that I've played in front yep. of. And definitely a different charm and a different character to each of those five venues for their home game. So, And how did you find, uh, we haven't spoken about Allegiant Stadium. I haven't been there yet. You went there last incredible. night. Incredible. Uh, the word that comes to mind is sleek and the black on the outside. So it's, it's a brilliant nickname, the Death Star. Brilliant. Um, For the inside, it, it, like, it, it, it feels intimate, and then it, but it's big. And the noise of 24,000, and you extrapolate what that's going to be for 70,000, we were able to be down on the field. Um, brilliantly, uh, great piece of architecture. And this is new stadia when they do them well and this has been done so well did you walk did you yeah, walk there yeah. 
Yeah. Isn't it amazing that you're going to walk, you can walk to there? Um, the other stadiums in town are all in walking distance. They're about to knock our hotel down and yep. bring the Oakland A's baseball stadium on that plot of land across the road from Excalibur and MGM on that corner. Um, Oakland must be hating Vegas, <laughs> taking all their sports teams. Yeah, well, they, I guess they haven't done a great job nurturing them in recent times. Pete, Martin, Darren, in a moment. Nathan's in the newsroom. Nathan, thank you. Let's rattle through these calls. Pete's in North Ball, and welcome to you, Pete. Yeah, G and Ben, uh, very envious of you both. I was supposed to be in Vegas, but for a faulty passport, but that's another story for oh. another day. Pete. Um, Lifelong uh, Richmond supporter, lifelong Raiders fan. And at one point, they were running parallel with how junk they were in the postseason. But uh, the Tigers have turned it around, and I think we've got a, a good one with Antonio Pierce. So hopefully, my Raiders can turn it around too. I agree. I, he's a great hire. And being in Vegas, gee, the Raiders, it's a big presence, isn't it? Yeah. Walk into the airport, or they've got a Raiders store next to the Super Bowl store, and you see the Raiders kit getting around, not only just in Vegas, all around America. Stick with them, though, because if we think the Chiefs are going to finish this dynasty at some point, and the Chargers and Jim Harbour and Justin Herbert don't take the opportunity, it could be the Raiders. Thanks, Pete. Martin's in Diamond Creek. Martin, Welcome. I'm looking into the future and I'm seeing Tasmania and who I'm going to align them to. And I'm going to align them to the Minnesota Vikings. They're purple. Their weather is very harsh. And they're part of the Norse group. Now, Van Diemen's land, Tasmania, is Dutch. And Cabri's is purple. And Hobart <laughs> is extreme weather. Oh, Martin, you, you've put the work in there. Very nice. It's a stretch. But I do like that. Um, I'm trying to think the newest team in the NFL that would align with that Tasmania. But one team we haven't mentioned yet, and if you are looking for a team and you don't like the Dallas Cowboys but you like Texas, the Houston Texans are a good team to jump on board because with CJ Stroud, you've got a bright, bright future. He is a player that you're going to want to follow. Darren's in Doreen. Welcome, Darren. Hey, lads. Uh, yeah, so back in the NWA days, of course, the Raiders, mate. They wore everything Raiders, which I went along because, you know, being a teenager when they were out, I had to. And plus being the Collingwood man now I am, they just, uh, they're the best. Uh, I think they need to get rid of Jacobs. He's just too much money. I'm sick of it. Even my cousin near the end of the season sent me a thing saying, oh, look how good we're going now. No, nah, no, nah, it's way too late. Are they serious putting that in uh, so late in the season? And Garoppolo, he's just an old man. Let's get a good quarterback that needs to do something. They need to fix themselves, and it needs to be fixed right now. Poor old Jimmy G. Everyone rides him so hard for what might have been for one pass in Miami. Hey, that's been fantastic, and I haven't done justice to the uh, texts that have just been pouring through. So I'm going to sit here and read those. And this conversation will spill into tomorrow when Shannon Gill will be with us at 11. All the different ways that we've watched the Super Bowl through the years. Don Lane, Eddie Maguire fronted it for a few years, and then where we find ourselves now. So thinking caps on there and make your contributions as we go. Ben, we've got a great week here together. Thanks for stopping by to get it started. No, it's great, Jared. Again, it's a privilege to come over and call the Super Bowl with you. 
uh, but to be in Vegas for this special event is uh, there's so much else this city has got to offer. And you're going to find that out, aren't you? Yeah, ice hockey tonight. So tomorrow morning we'll have the Golden Knights experience. And you two you. at the Sphere tomorrow night. Oh, you two at the Sphere. Uh, right, we're going to touch base with Wayne Hawks. What is the chat in the trainers' towers like around the prospect of Gil McLaughlin being the chairman of Racing Victoria? This is Waitley for Hyundai. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now.